This Psychic Spectrum Radio Show podcast is brought to you by the producers of SP3 CBD oils, designed to assist you with your health issues ranging from pain, carcinoma, fibromyalgia, diabetes, neuropathy, and so much more. Find out more information at 253-297-7074 or on their website, sp3cbd.info. Well, 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 hello once again and welcome to all of you to the Psychic Spectrum Radio Show. I am Skip. And this is Sharon, the Princess of Quips and Qualms. <laughs> okay, and together we are the Psychic Spectrum. So today we uh, are going to have some fun. We're going to talk and we have, we had a guest scheduled, but <laughs> he apparently he's not. Uh, We're having trouble connecting. Yeah, we're just trying to get to him here. Yeah, so, so we'll do open lines until we connect with the guy. Sure, let's start off with that. Yeah. Let's uh, give our numbers. It's 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. Again, 425-373-5527. We would like to hear from you. Yeah, and got a we'll question, take your calls. a relationship question, mm-hmm. situational Anything question. Anything you want. We'll give you a free reading question. on the air. <laughs> Question, 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 question. Yeah, but um, maybe he's got what I had all week. I had I had the flu. That could oh, be. Oh man, I got hit with the flu hard last t- Tuesday night. How hard was it? Well, it was really rough. Yeah. <laughs> it was rough. But anyway, I'm feeling better today. So here we are again, and also coming up this weekend. You know, we got some exciting stuff going on. We got a ghost hunt. Oh yeah. Hey, let's talk about that real yeah, quick. Yeah, unless the rain stops us. I don't think it I'm 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 manifesting no rain. This is going to be last call for the ghost hunt, you guys. Uh, if you want to sign up, go to our website at psychicspectrum.com and click on the ghost hunt tab at the top and you can read the the information and go down to the bottom of that page and fill out the form and sign up to go. It's free and it's a real ghost hunt. Well, yeah, it is real. Yep. Nothing fake here. <laughs> nope, nothing fake here. <laughs> no, but, you know, you really just sign up and see and see what happens. Because I think, I'm hoping this weekend's a really nice weekend. I'm going to manifest it as anyway. I hope it is. Yes. So, anyhow, we have been married 44 years. Mm-hmm. 44 years. 44 long yeah. years. Yeah. Happy years, though, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And um, we do do private parties. We do corporate parties. We do any kind of party. Well, not any kind of parties, but we do parties, you know. Private parties in people's homes? After I said that, I went, wait a minute. Maybe I don't do all kinds of parties. But um, anyway, we are available. We're Mm -hmm. available for private readings, too. If you're ever interested in that kind of thing, go to our website, psychicspectrum.com, and check out all that good stuff. That's right. I hear last week, because I was home with the flu, that you had a speaker on Wednesday. It talked about the flat earth. The flat earth theory, yes. Yeah, at the I, Psychic I, Showcase. I wish I could have heard that. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I know the gentleman that talked, but... It was good. But, I mean... It was a good discussion. I would think it would have been. A lot of people brought up their feelings about it or their thoughts about it and what they their perception of it was. And I have to say, I'm still... I'm not saying that they're crazy or full of anything, but I'm just saying that they presented some evidence. There's some evidence out there that is very strong evidence that needs to be considered, well, looked at. You know, I often, I, this, I have this thought that 
this goes through my mind every so often because, as we all know, I'm not normal. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like coming in today, you said that the clouds look painted on, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what if we're really in that thing that they called Truman's, whatever that movie yeah, was, Truman's and we're ball. really in a sphere? Yeah. You know? I mean, how do we know this is really a globe? Could very well be. But you know what the most compelling thing, what that, that not the, but one of the most compelling things that was brought up no, I by wasn't our there. speaker was that there's video of these guys that sent a rocket up. I think it got like 12 miles or 19 miles, something like that, 30 miles. I'm not sure. Wasn't too much more than that. Anyhow, it hit something. What? Yep. It went up, hit something, and stopped and dropped back down. There's <laughs> video of it. I know that sounds crazy. <laughs> but it's like, now. You know, I wonder I wonder if if the world in general really knew what all the big mucky mucks know. I, I wonder if we all could handle it. I mean, there's got to be something out there we don't know about, you know? (laughs) I don't know. Like, why are all these movies coming out now about aliens and and disclosures coming out? I mean, are they preparing us for something or? I don't know. I mean, is somebody just going to take a paintbrush and just take the canvas and make it all white again and make another world? I mean, what's, I don't understand what's going on. There's something going, like last night they had David, uh, Say his last name for me. Pilates. 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 Okay. Pilates. Anyway, he did the movie Missing 411, you know, talks mm-hmm. about the people that disappear in parks and all that stuff. What the heck is going on? There's something they're not telling us. There's I don't know what it is. I'm going paranormal. into my conspiracy theories yep. is what I'm doing, folks. There's a whole <laughs> world of paranormal out there. Well, there's something we don't know. They're really, oh, we have a caller. We well, have I guess a I should shut my mouth and we see sh- who wants to talk. We should talk. To Jeannie in Gig Harbor. Jeannie, how are you? And welcome to the Psychic Spectrum Radio Show. Hi, guys. Hi, Hi. Jeannie. How are you? Hi. I'm good. It sounds. It's good to hear your voice. Oh, it's good to hear you. I was thinking of you as I was having the flu all week because I was doing just what you did. Oh, I know. I'm. I'm glad you're feeling better. Sorry about that. That was nasty. Cool weather. Um, Well, I'll see you guys on the the next. Saturday, July sixth, oh, right? Oh, oh t- yeah. talking the other side. Yeah, great, great. Yeah, I'll be there then. Okay. Um, okay. My question is, I've never felt like I belonged here. <laughs> like I never felt like I fit in with anybody. I always feel like I'm awkward or just I don't fit in with people. And I'm just wondering, is that okay to not belong to a group? Is it okay to be? On my own and just, uh, you know, having fun. and <laughs> I think it's the best thing in the world, Jeannie, because okay. I'm right there with you. Okay. Yeah. I, we, we were put here for a purpose. I okay. don't know what that purpose was. I hope I'm doing what I was put here for. You are too, because right. I know you right. well enough that you are doing, I think, one of the many missions you came in to do. So being, okay. I mean, if we, we couldn't accomplish what we're coming in to accomplish if we were like everybody else. So the cookie cutter got broke with us. <laughs> <laughs> and That's and what you, happened. And you know something? Maybe you came in to experience that. And even if it's okay. for, for a certain time frame in your life, maybe you just needed to experience that. Is that it's, it's all about you. It's just your time. What's your life path number, Jeannie? Eleven. Eleven. Well, there you go. <laughs> you know what eleven is? Spiritual messenger. 
Yes. So that's mainly what you came in to do. You, you're probably, I shouldn't say probably because I know you are, but you, there's an old soul there, and you, and you came in yeah. to help, help the world evolve, or be or be enlightened, and that's one one thing you came in to do your whole life. So if you were like everybody else, how could you set the bar to where people have to be? Well, and, and when I was little, young, I used to be alone in my basement. I made myself a little corner, and I used to play Johnny Mathis records till I wore them out. <laughs> he was one of my favorite singers, too. Wasn't that? Yeah, I mean, but yeah. that was me. And well, I then guess... I'd, go, I'd go next door when I was in grammar school to the house in their basement, and I would read the Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you, you were craving knowledge. You're yep. craving knowledge so that you could speak on a high level to help people. I used to go okay. over to my neighbor's house and listen to the Sandman song. Mr. You Sandman. Did? Oh, I love that song. Oh, I, yes. I yes, still do. Course. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so All quit, right, well, quit I just questioning didn't know if I, if I needed to be with some, well, I hope I have a partner someday. That would be nice, you know, to, oh, yeah. to share oh, yeah. laughs and fun and fun with. Heck but yeah. Um, yeah, I just feel kind of awkward around people. That's because, now, please don't take this wrong out there in the listening public. But sometimes when you get with a group of people and you're enlightened and you come into a group of people that are not as enlightened, you do feel out of place. But that's but what it's it, even, that's it's even where you with need enlightened to be. people too. It's even with enlightened yeah, people. But too. Are, I feel but are they, not good enough. But that's are my they thing. as enlightened as you are? Think about oh. that. Oh. <laughs> Think about that. It's different. Okay, it's a uh-huh. different kind of enlightenment. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Wherever you are, you, you're there to help wherever they put you. Okay. Yeah. So don't be afraid of that. Okay. It's kind of like when you're a fish out of water, that's where you're supposed to be. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, clumsy. Just yeah. keep swimming. Okay. Yeah, just keep swimming. Oh, keep swimming upstream. Okay. Yeah. Oh, thank you, guys. Hey, hey, okay, Jeannie, thank there. you for keep calling on, in. Keep on trucking because oh, you're, you're doing the right thing. Okay, you're welcome. I'll see you guys soon. Okay. okay, thank you. All right. Okay, take care. Love you guys. I uh, love you too. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. All right, this is the Psychic Spectrum Radio Show on KKNW 1150 AM. We are going to stop for a short break. We have callers on the line. Please hold on. We'll get to you right after this short announcement. Ginger's Pet Rescue is one of the largest nonprofit pet rescue organizations in Washington State specializing in saving death row dogs. As of this airing, Ginger's Pet Rescue has saved well over 17,000 dogs. Go to the website and find an adoption event near you. You can also volunteer to help at events or you can foster a dog until they can be adopted. Ginger's Pet Rescue is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and accepts your tax deductible donations. The website again is Are you looking for a new home? Is it time to move? To get what you want in today's fast-paced real estate market, you need Ron Blood of Berkshire Hathaway. With decades of experience, he offers you the personalized service you need and deserve when shopping for a new home. Ron Blood is a real estate agent, and he has his finger on the pulse of Pacific Northwest real estate market. From Vancouver to Blaine and from Wenatchee to Gig Harbor, Ron Blood will work tirelessly 
and get you into the ideal home that fits your needs, your budget, and your dreams. And if you haven't been pre-qualified yet, Ron will help you get pre-qualified so you have a distinct advantage over other buyers. Ron Blood will help make your offer stand out. Whether you're looking for a place to raise your family, find your dream home, or even downsize so you can settle in for retirement, Ron Blood of Berkshire Hathaway is there to help you find it. Contact Ron Blood of Berkshire Hathaway at 206-660-2884. That's 206-660-2884. He's also on Facebook. Just look for Ron Blood of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk, 1150. Hey, welcome back once again to the Psychic Spectrum Radio Show. And we are really rolling today. we got two callers on the line we're going to go ahead and talk with. Oh, and okay. we we are going to uh, bring on our guest today, which is Michael Tessarian. I love this man. Uh, Michael, we'll get to you in just a moment. Let's talk with Sharon in Seattle. Just... Sharon, welcome to the show. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Hi. What, what can we do for you today? Well, I have been alone. My husband passed away five years ago, and I would, you know, that age-old question, will I ever have another partner? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry to hear he passed away. Were you I, married for a long time? Well, almost 30 years. Oh, wow. That's a long time. I I don't see you getting married, but... Oh, I don't plan on getting married again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I do see the, the possi- good possibility of a, a partner. Um, a partner in the form of someone who likes to enjoy family and quiet time. Okay, and not that he's he's um, a, a stay-at-home fuddy-duddy, but it, he just likes to enjoy family, doing things with them, visiting, um, spending time with people. He's a people person. But can I ask you a question? Who sure. Is, who is the male on the other side whose name begins with a B? A B. A B. B is in boy. A B. Mm-hmm. Uh. This, I can't think of anybody at this time. You broke up. Can you say it again? I can't think of anybody whose name starts with a B who's on the other side. Okay, just, it'll come to you later. We call it psychic amnesia, and that's okay. Um, you need to know that this guy watches down on you. He looks down is what he says. And in other words, it would be like a, a grandfather, a father, grandfather, or... Uh, if you were raised by an uncle or a great uh, something Somebody, like uh, a father figure, a higher up than you on the uh, family chain. Anyhow, he says he looks down on you, and he is the person who will help orchestrate this this gentleman to you. Mm. And I do mean gentleman. I mean that was his words, gentleman. Yes. So I do mean gentleman. He'll be a nice guy. Yeah. Yes. I think he likes puzzles. Yeah. That, that that would be perfect. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Are you more of a family person yourself? Well, I don't have much family left, no. Okay, so this was going to bring her comfort and feeling like you're not alone. So that's that's a good thing. Well, I think you're going to have family from his side. Oh, that could be too. So yeah, does that help? Mm-hmm. Just make sure yes, you it get does. make sure you get out there and find him. He's not going to come knocking on your door. Take your blinders off. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Okay, well, Catherine. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you for calling in. Okay. Thank you. Your show. All okay, right, Sharon. Bye bye. All right, let's take the last caller here. We have Catherine in Seattle. Catherine, welcome to the Psychic Spectrum Radio Show. Thank you very much for taking my call. 
Uh-huh. I would like you to tell me something wonderful. I've been busy taking care of business for the last six months, and I want some fun now. <laughs> I want to. I, I see all kinds of things I want to do, like I want to paint, but I'm into metaphysical things, and I'd love to be able to study that more. I think so, that's a great thing to do. I'm can't terribly you, sorry. I can't hear you. Why can't you paint from the metaphysical aspect? Didn't think of that. Yeah. I think you would be really, really good at it. You oh, know, that's interesting. Yeah, because you would put a lot of feeling into it. Catherine, you know what you would be good at? What? Looking at people, learning to read their auras and mm. see their auras and then paint with that aspect. Oh, yeah. From that perspective. Oh, wouldn't that be wonderful? Mm-hmm. So are you saying like paint people's, paint people but their aura only? Right. So it's what no, they... No, people and their aura, or just the aura, oh, whatever wow. comes to her. That'd be cool. You got to let it flow. You don't got to try to do it. You have mm-hmm. to let it flow. Yes, because I'm really not very good. I, I, I'm, my, um, I, I am a medium. Uh-huh. I don't practice it, though, enough. And, and they told me that you have to do it to get better at it. You do. It's like a, it's like any like a playing a sport. You have to practice it to get good and consistent. And But I don't see ours, and I'd love to be able to have that gift as well. How do I practice you know, that? Uh, here's what I want you to do. Okay. I want you to get a blank cam- canvas and think of think of somebody that, or look at a picture of someone that you really love. Yes. And I want you to just start painting it in an abstract way with the colors that that person represents. Oh, okay. And I think it's going to bring out in you the the ability to pick up on people's auras, whether you see them or not. You're just going to know. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah. I, oh. I would definitely try that. Okay, I'll do that. Okay. You could even start with a mirror and painting your own. Well, you could, yeah. Or, I mean, she could even think of our show and paint what she sees there. Sure. Or, oh, or feel. Yeah. You know, think of, I mean, it could be anything. But, I mean, definitely somebody that you know to start out with in a way so that you would know if you're on track or not. Oh, that would be a, yeah. that's a so wonderful I would, idea. Thank I, you very much. Well, you're welcome. And, and, I, and I also would ask you to look at the chakra colors and realize that the auras are made up of chakra colors, and then you could work from there and paint the color of the chakras that you see these people representing. Oh, this is going to be fun. I think you will like it. Yes, I think so, too. This okay. exciting. Thank you very, very much. Give it You're a welcome. shot, and if you get stuck, you need some more inspiration or ideas, call us. Let us know. Okay. okay. All right. Okay, thank you. Thanks. Okay. You're welcome. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are at a segment now where we have our guest on the line with us, Michael Tessarian, via, via a Skype call. And, Michael, welcome to the show once again. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. It's great to hear your voices. Hey, you're welcome. I'm. Uh, thank you for agreeing to come on and talk with us. So how's things oh, been? Yeah. A fountain of knowledge, this man is. Fountain Good and bad, mate. Good and bad. You know, uh of course, we've had a lot of passings uh, recently, you know, Stanton Friedman and the UFO movement. Yeah. yeah. guy yeah. that I've shared many tables with and did many conferences with. Aww. He finally passed away. Yeah, he did. And then maybe on a more personal note to me, uh, you know, Victoria Jack, the woman who got me started in everything I'm doing, Aww. also passed away recently. Really? So I'm sorry. 
bit of a blow. Yeah, she well, was the one you must uh, you must know her from. Yeah, yeah. The UFO, the UFO Expo down yes. in the Bay Area. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's too bad. I, I hadn't heard yeah. that. Wow. Well, think about it. She's the one that uh, first got me into doing the conferences at her conference. Yeah. Which is a really big event. You know, it attracts the biggest numbers, right? Yeah. But then from there, I got to know Brian Hall, who I got to then. He invited me to Conspiracy Con. I was assaulted by all the people in Seattle who finally dragged me up to Seattle where I live, and then and they got me to do umpteen events there. You know, back in the two early two thousand. So mm -hmm. I wouldn't mm -hmm. have got to Seattle without Victoria. She opened wow. the door for me, and uh, I think we've talked before, haven't oh, we? Yeah. About my first uh, yeah yeah talk yeah. Wow. in which I was hopeless. I just thought I thought everyone in the crowd knows this already. You got Richard Hoagland sitting with his arm crossed in the first row. <laughs> I'm not going to tell them anything they don't know. We got Dr. Lear, got Lloyd Pye, got Max Gert. You know, you got all, you got uh, uh, people who are, you know, leading lights, and I knew mm -hmm. I knew a lot of them, mm -hmm. and I was completely wrong. Mm -hmm. I didn't blow them away. They didn't hear anything. I, you know, the Celtic yeah. twist and all that. So, I was suddenly, you know, throat cast in the limelight, and you know, the, the coast to coast, and all just it started opening up for me. And I didn't know a lot about any of the handrails i didn't know how you go about in the media in america doing it but it all came to me and then i remember charlotte lefevre coming over to me and others from seattle saying do you want to come up and we have a similar conference like this in seattle and i jumped at it because i'd never been to seattle uh -huh. heard so much about it and they brought me up there in uh, probably around about 2000 a little bit before and i fell in love with the city and, and you know we did the metaphysical library and other events there uh, and then I we then you guys you guys heard of me and the next thing you know you know, I'm doing a series. You book me in for every single project that I do. Everything <laughs> I do, you're the only people to schedule the whole lot. The six TV, you know, the six in the Origins and Oracle series. Yeah. It was about six programs. I did them all up at your venue and even more than that. And then readings, pretty much I, you exhausted everything that I do. <laughs> you gave me the platform to do it. And we enjoyed every oh, minute every of it. every minute. Me. I wish we could still be doing it. You kept everybody yeah, hang, I, hanging on to the mm. edge of their seats. Yeah. I mean, yeah, nobody gives you that. You know, I always do a, You get a venue, right? But you do the one talk that they're interested in. Even Brian Hall, I just did, you know, symbolism or whatever. Yes. Else. Or you, you do a part of what you do. I get up to you. And that's what I had been familiar with. And I saw, yeah, okay, it's great. I can do that and everything. But the challenge that, you know, Fed, when you guys at Federal Way, because, you know, for people who don't know, that's just slightly outside Seattle. Mm -hmm. But when mm -hmm. I went up to your guys' venue there, uh, you said, look, you, we can do the whole A to Z. Just do it in a series. And we did. <laughs> and I think we did that series multiple times over as well. I, yeah, I think we did. Yeah. yeah. That Which symbolism talk, though. I love that topic. That's I a know. good one. Yeah. I but do we did love the that. mystery school. Remember, I was yes. still doing my yeah. mystery school in yes. person at that time. Oh, right? yeah. In uh, private Valley readings. I remember, yeah. Yeah, remember that. And we did it at, at, uh, at, uh, at your venue at the Psychic Spectrum. So, again, I was, see, that's all matters because you're pushed then to go beyond what I normally have done. It was a challenge, ah. both to compress it into time and also to get it more perfect. So, I honed, yeah. I honed a lot of those talks. Yeah. So people, you know, listening to them down the line after that period, actually, it's from that period that they got honed. So, again, big thanks to you guys yeah. for believing everything I did, not just part of it, but all of it. Well, you had to believe in us, too. It wasn't a one one way street. So sure, thank sure. you. No, thank I was, you so much. Well, yeah. remember, this is exactly 2001, September, when 9-11 happened. So yes. not everybody's going to stay steady, you know, with their navigation in life. 
after that catastrophe, the whole yeah. world was shaken. America was shaken. Yeah. The Boeing people in Seattle were shaken. The Boeing Metaphysical Library, the Boeing Metaphysical Societies, they were all shaken. Yeah. And so you guys were like a, a and in one sense, a sort of like a, you know, an oasis, you know, a sort of the eye of the storm where you, you, you stayed, you stayed steady and you invited guests and people like that in a time of immense tribulation when usually people circle the wagons and don't want to know and, <laughs> and all the rest of it, you know. And wow. I was on the outside. I'm not from America. I'm an outsider. They usually get the worst treatment, right? Because it's like we got to circle the wagons. But you guys provided me a platform pretty much in the dark days back then, you know, yeah. when there was a lot of meltdown, a lot of fallout, a lot of job loss. Yeah. And so, I'll never, you know, I think I'll never forget that. It was a great wow. time. Bless well, mind. you know, at the same time, Michael, I have to say that you brought a lot of information mm -hmm. to people in, in our area, Seattle, Tacoma area, oh, yeah. who were open to listening to somebody who had something new, something different, a different mm -hmm. twist on thing, that Celtic twist that you provided, or 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 not, I don't want to say twist, but uh, Celtic uh, yeah. theme yeah. that you threw yeah. on everything, and, yeah. and it made total sense because of the way yeah. you presented it, and that's what people like. And I think he was there at the right time because people were really not knowing what the heck to do, and mm -hmm. so he was like a light in the dark. You know, he gave yeah. us information and 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 gave us confirmations on things. And so it kind of, you kind of led us too when we didn't know what the heck was going on. So And me too. I mean, because yeah. remember being thrown thrown into the deep end. With, uh, the first time I ever did a conference, I'm sharing a table with Michael Cremo. That'll give mm. people an idea. Mm -hmm. you know, and it went on like that. It was like, these are my heroes. So I really did believe that uh, the first talk I did was not even with a computer. It was just with notes. The second one, we had the PowerPoint. Yeah. And I was one of the first people to be using it, by the That's way, as well. Right. <laughs> That's right. And uh, that, that really worked. And people loved it. But being thrown into the deep end was a big of a challenge because I really sincerely mean that I thought this is a crowd. I'm the outsider. I'm the one looking in from the outside. So they're going to know a great deal about all of this. Mm -hmm. When I found out that they didn't and they lapped it up, mm -hmm. this then emboldened me to you know perfect the book. Get, right. get more detailed, get the better research, fix a lot of things that needed correcting and start to, you know, look that the bar has been set quite high now. There's really, really interesting people who've been into the subject for absolutely decades, like Bob Dean, the great Bob yeah. Dean and others. And of course, we just mentioned Stanton Friedman yeah. and many, many others. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I had the, it was like, you know, it was cut out for me now to do a good presentation. And that's urged me then to do PowerPoint. It was actually Nazim Haramine, the scientist who first put me onto the software yeah, he had a PowerPoint display, and well, he told me about it, and then I immediately started using it in these conventions. You know, oh, I and it tell you, yeah, it was a winner. Yeah, it really was. Well, people like Peter Davenport, you know, without their yes. support, yes. genuine support, not just fly by night support. Yes, I know. Genuine interest. Yes, Doctor Lear was a huge supporter. You know, Lloyd Pye yep. was a tremendous supporter. They all came through for me in a very, very big way. In fact, the list is actually quite long. You know, well, to I, go through it of all the people oh, who, yeah. who were I, there, you know, supporting. Well, uh, it's what they say, you know, when the students are ready, the teacher comes. It, it Timing is everything. And mm -hmm. for me, it, it was. I mean, see, I met Victoria Jack by accident. If, you, if if anybody believes in the word accident, I actually don't believe in it. But, you know, yeah, so-called <laughs> accident, right? We were at one of the whole life expos just going around with a friend. And Robert Perala and Victoria Jack walked up to me. And, and they knew me from hanging out with Jordan Maxwell and others. They knew my face, but they... I didn't think they knew any more. And actually, I had a bit of a time remembering who they were for a minute. Because <laughs> I'd actually only met them once at this convention that David Icke had attended or whatever yes. it might have been, right? Back yes. in the 98 period, something like that. One of David's early uh, yes. periods when he came to America. And they seemed to know an awful lot about me and actually said to me, 
we want you to come and talk at, you know, the, this Bay Area conference is coming up in about a month and a bit. And I'm looking at them like, are they talking to somebody over my head? I mean, why would they be talking to me about doing a talk? I've never done a talk in my whole life. <laughs> so, but they seem to know. And they said, we want you to come and do that talk you do on Atlantis. Oh, that's the talk another I good do topic. on Atlantis. Oh. I've never in my life, and I haven't even mentioned anybody that I do, you know, I mm -hmm. even have an interest in these things. So talk about a psychic moment. Yeah. I forgot and then the about more, Atlantis. The more psychic moment is when I hear my own voice saying, yes, I'm a no person. And up until that time, you know, say that I think this might have been about 2000. I said no to more gigs than anybody could ever imagine saying no to. Right. You know, and that's just the way I was. Yeah. Because this was a private thing. And it was almost like being, you know, out of your body when you hear your lips saying yes, when you really mean <laughs> no in your head. Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. done that. And then us, after they walked away, I said to my friend, I said, what have I just said? What have I just done? Oh, my God. And I had a panic attack for about the next 60 days <laughs> yeah. when I knew that this looming conference and I'm going to have to get up. I would have these nightmares about getting up in front of people oh, and talking. There's can... no question of PowerPoint or anything. It was just simply a straight talk. And I go, oh. what have I committed to? Yeah. And I nearly lifted the phone. I nearly <laughs> lifted the phone dozens of times to her to say, look, uh, you know, there's, there's been a misunderstanding. Can you just not? <laughs> I, I can't come there. I got to get out of this. I got to oh get out. My I got to get out well, of this. Thank God you didn't do that. Yeah. I tell you, it was really weird. The whole thing was really weird. And <laughs> I brought uh, and then I get on. The, I do. She gets on the phone to me. Uh, I'd gone to holiday to Europe and come back just about three days before the conference. And I think I'm prepared, right? Yeah. And a weekend was coming up. And she said it was a weekend before the event. And she called me and said, you're ready, right? And she said, well, yeah, I guess so. She goes, oh, I just wanted to call you to remind you that we give you a table. It's free. And you can, uh, you know, do you have a book? I said, book? you got to be kidding. And, and, and she demanded. I said, no, I've just got some speaker notes. She said, you've got to then get those into some spiral bound format oh. and bring them over. <laughs> So Kinko's, right, I ran down there in the night. They're the only place open 24 hours, right? Uh-huh. And I got I got my first book, you know, just a, it literally was glued together. I think it was actually stapled together. It wasn't even a spiral bound thing. And I came with about, you know, 100 of those. And well, after my talk, I walked out and the table was absolutely cleared. Yeah, I Everything. bet. Yeah, I couldn't even believe it. I couldn't. Wow. I thought this, somebody's robbed me or something like that. And Richard Hoagland bought one, and he was very, very much uh, appreciative of it. You know, uh -huh. mm -hmm. and uh, he bought it, and other people bought. It. And so basically, I sold it every single well, copy. Well, and that's the way it was supposed to go. You had to be shown, you know. So they kept showing I, you over and over that people are starving for this stuff. You know. Yeah. And so, do you know how much appreciation matters to just people in general? Like oh, I yeah. try to give it to people that I'm talking with, you know, sure. just that level of appreciation oh, when yeah. I walked away. Yeah. And and then when they when they came on and said, hey, do you want to do another one? Well, because I had got a good response from the first crowd, I've been invited to their tables and all. See, a lot of people listening to us probably don't realize that the origin, originators of MUFON and some of the other organizations started in Seattle area, didn't they? Yes, yes they, they did. did. Yeah. yeah. We got to take Same a quick Peter break. with Peter Davenport's organization? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And, well, we've had and, Peter and on the still, show. Yeah, and and I, he's still going. Yeah, and yeah. We, we've had yeah. him on the show here talking with us. But listen, we got to stop and take a quick break. So this is the Psychic Spectrum Radio Show. This is Michael Tessarian we're talking with via Skype call. Yeah. And we w this is exciting. Um, <laughs> so much energy. We will be right back after the short messages, okay? 
Since 1933, the Poodle Dog has been Fife's original landmark restaurant. More than 80 years later, the Poodle Dog is proud to continue the tradition of serving great food to their neighbors and friends. We invite you to come visit this iconic family-owned diner and enjoy their famous food and legendary service. The Poodle Dog offers a large variety of tasty meals, snacks, and desserts that are all professionally made in their own kitchens, breakfast, lunch, or dinner. And the Poodle Dog Lounge offers a fun atmosphere with plenty of televisions to watch your favorite sporting events or just relax with friends. The Poodle Dog has three different banquet rooms that seat from 20 to 150 people for business meetings or for private events and celebrations. The Poodle Dog is the perfect place for your next event. That's exit 137 on I-5 at 1522 54th Avenue East in Fife. Open daily from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. seven days a week. Check out PoodleDogRestaurant.com or call 253-922-6161. That's 253-922-6161 for the Poodle Dog Restaurant in Fife. Have you heard about the Psychic Showcase? It's a weekly event that has some of the world's best-known speakers on almost every topic in the metaphysical. It's been going on every Wednesday evening at the same location for nine years. When you attend, you'll learn about psychic ability, ghosts, UFOs, angels, mediumship, astrology, ghost hunts, Sasquatch, and so much more. There's a complete panel of psychics, astrologers, healers, and other modalities. Everyone who attends gets a free psychometry reading from a member of the panel, and you can have a private reading before or after the program. Join Sharon and Skip every Wednesday evening at Fife's Poodle Dog Restaurant for the Psychic Spectrum's Psychic Showcase. You'll find like-minded people who are interested in having fun, learning, and experiencing the premier psychic showcase in the Pacific Northwest. Admission is just $8 per person at the door, and dinner and desserts are available from the menu. You can find out more information about the Psychic Spectrum's events at PsychicSpectrum.com. Is someone waiting to speak with you from the other side? Are you trying to reconnect with them? If so, you have that ability right now. The Psychic Spectrum's Talking to the Other Side presents evidential mediums Sharon and Skip Langang. On the first Saturday of each month, Skip and Sharon spend four full hours talking with those who have passed on. Everyone who attends gets a message from Sharon and Skip. They also tell you things that they psychically pick up about you, kind of like a psychic reading. Their messages are often based upon the energy that the audience brings with them. It assists Sharon and Skip in transmitting messages of love, memories, and thoughts, along with evidential details that you can recognize. And this helps prove that their existence and love for you never dies. You may come or go at any time during the event. The doors open at 5 p.m. and the program starts at 6 p.m. Admission is $30 per person at the door and dinner and desserts are available from the menu. You can find out more about the Psychic Spectrum's events at PsychicSpectrum.com. Want to hear something different from talk radio? Keep your dial on Alternative Talk 1150. Ah, welcome back to the Psychic Spectrum Radio Show. This is Skip. And Sharon. And we are talking via Skype with Michael Tessarian. And we're having a great discussion here going on during the break and before the break. <laughs> and But, Michael, can I ask you something? What? Go ahead. Go ahead, Skip. What? I want to talk about symbolism. Just to give people an idea of the things that you have researched in your career, you've talked about, and everything else. And I want to know, 
about symbolism, what got you started on that? Because oh, that, that was way this, back. This was a topic you presented at our mm-hmm. at our I Federal Way it. location, and people were just like they were enamored with it. Yeah. They could not get enough of it. But but what started that for you? How'd you get into that? That was probably one of the earliest things. It was started back in about 80, 1980, between 80 and 83, uh, and, and it was a serious interest. And it never waned. And then, uh, but the thing that differs, because there's remember, there are books out there on subliminal persuasion that were even written in the mm-hmm. 70s, you know? Mm-hmm. There's yeah. even a movie with uh, Robert Mitchum and uh, uh, Lee Majors called Agency, which yes. deals with it. It was a mm-hmm. Columbo episode that dealt with subliminals. So, in the 70s, there was work on it, but mm-hmm. but the one missing piece that they didn't have was that it was occult. Oh. They, they mentioned that it was sinister, they mentioned that it was illegal, and they showed some of the negatives of it, but they never quite made the connection to the occult world because the symbols that are used subliminally are very, very evil, right? They're satanic, mm-hmm. they're, they're deathly, they're necrophilus, all the rest of it. Wow. So I got into it with that twist. And of course, I didn't get to talk about it as as, as we just said for many many years after mm-hmm. that yeah. point, right up to two thousand. But I'd studied by then for about twenty years, and there was even a couple of other people in the movement. You know, Jordan had sp- spoken in passing about symbolism. Others had done as well. A guy called I think it was uh, 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 I can't actually remember the name. It was a Native American Indian guy who had done it in passing. Black Crow or whatever his name was. So it had been mentioned by people before me, but it had never been mentioned in any kind of depth. Uh, when you get into the occult side of it, because the symbols, you know, that appear on billboards and in magazines, they need to be explained. If you're if you're pointing it out, you have to then explain it. So then, and I think it was in, I think it was in, you know, right now I can't even remember, but I think it was in like '97 that I start teaching kids in in Berkeley, right, at a, at a private school there, and we really heavily focused it in on the symbolism aspect, and at that point. It honed my skill to be able to then really try and explain it better than most other people. Mm-hmm. Because remember, if you don't explain it right, then people get the complete wrong end of the stick. One of the wrong things, that will, you remember when that whole Procter Gamble thing came out and the Procter Gamble yeah. company got the blame? Yeah, yeah. The See, that's what I mean about it going all pear-shaped. That's yeah. when it's wrongly misinterpreted. Mm-hmm. The merchant, by and large, the merchant, there are some exceptions to this, of course, but by and large, the merchant has not the faintest idea about that there's occult symbolism in the symbolism that they're using or that they've commissioned. It's Madison Avenue. It's the advertisers. It's the ad men who are mm. putting that in. They oh, know I all see. about it. Right? And then they sell you an image. You, all you did was go and say, can, can you get something to sell my toothpaste better or my channel better? Or you know, You're not coming there going with any sinister agenda except to sell a product. Yes. But yeah. what you don't realize is that you're talking to people who are extremely adept in the occult. Mm. So my answer there is that my work focuses on that aspect and then to decode, and I mean to correctly decode, because there's a lot of people trying to do this and they do it very poorly, thinking that just because it's a black cat or 666 that it's necessarily evil. It's not. No symbol is evil in itself, like pentagrams. The symbols are not evil. It's how, how they're being used and, and for what purpose, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So this is kind of where I go. And I still I still do that talk. You know, I still have done presentations on Unslaved. Uh, it's something that can never be left on because it's so pervasive. It causes a lot of fallout in the teens. You know, and again, the positive side, symbols are good. Use them for yourself. If Big, if big Brother can be using it against us, doesn't it mean it has power, right? Well, that's a power that we can also use for our own selves and our own businesses and logos and fonts. And, of course, symbols, they all matter. They all have antiquity. 
and they all have a special meaning, you know. Mm -hmm. I did my Path of the Fool series uh, on the tarot symbolism, but we went into a lot of other symbolism. It's a huge, huge interest for me. Now, if, I love when he talks about it. If people want to see more of that or know more about that, they can go to your websites and check things out, right? Yeah, right now the videos that you're speaking about, uh, subversive use of sacred symbolism and many other things on symbolism is on Unslaved. We moved everything over to unslaved.com. It's a private you know, area because of you know, the, the crackdown now with these politically correct Googles and what have you. Yeah. So yeah. We, just, we just prefer to do everything on our own and not, not get in anybody's face. So it's a members area, but all my work, all the top presentations, there's a couple of free interviews I put on michaeldesarin.com under extra. You can see a few of the you know free interviews that I've done, just done with people. But the real heavy material, uh, the longer presentations are now on unslaved.com. But you can get to Unslaved by way of my Michael Desarin website. And on all of my websites, i got about 14 of them. There's there's all sorts of different modulated information on, you know, the Irish question or symbolism or, mm -hmm. you know, the female Illuminati, you, you know, whatever. Just go to uh, michaeldesarian.com and you'll have access then to all the other websites from that point. Yeah. All right. And I want to point out to our listeners that Michael Tessarian is spelled T-S-A-R-I-O-N, T-S-A-R-I-O-N. Uh, Michael Tessarian, obviously, it's an Irish name. Um, <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, could very well be. Um, what were some of the other topics you were talking about? That well, Atlantis. You I to totally bring... forgot about Atlantis. Oh, yeah, Atlantis. Your, your, your Atlantis Yeah, I remember research. that. Mm -hmm. That talk yeah. was cool. Tell us a little about that. Well, as a matter of fact, uh, just it was uh, last week we did something on the Egyptian pyramids and Atlantis came up again. So, again, I'm using it all the time, but I have a specific uh, page for my Atlantis work. Again, you'll find it by going to michaeldesarin.com. Uh, you'll see a link actually, to the Atlantis page. And that was a book that I first wrote back when I met you guys. Yes. Mm -hmm. I was working on that first book. And, of course, it, it was improved over time. It was also pirated, I might say, so people oh, need to be very careful. Really? About which first, yeah, yeah. Sadly, oh. a draft. Oh. We, well, remember when you were looking for uh, testimonials or reviews for your book? Yeah. In the early days of the Internet, we didn't realize how dangerous it was to send a draft PDF oh. on the Internet to somebody because then they send it to somebody else, and the next thing you know, it's all over the place. Oh, my gosh. So that was that. a big handicap. Yeah, before the oh. book was even ready for print. Uh, in fact, it hadn't even been edited. All these monkeys were putting it up on uh, on yeah. the web for free. So, you know, but uh, most of my fans, followers know that. So it's okay. But yeah, it was a project that I'd been studying since the early 80s, long before I got to America. And then it had been slowly coming together. But then when Victoria Jack said, you've got to get those notes together. And then what I failed to say was that uh, I was away in Europe when I met them at the Whole Life Expo, that was in something like June, I think. Something like May or late June. And the conference that she was putting on was going to be in August. So I had a very, very short time. It was early August. So I had a very short time to research my talk. Yeah. And so the, the, the notes that I made, right? I had a very primitive computer and I did make some notes and I printed those out, as I, as I said. Well, that became the Atlantis book. So. <laughs> Over time, and just wow. by encouragement, I had no intention of those were going to be thrown away. But uh, a very, very good uh, a woman who came over to my stall came over to my table at the time and said, "Look, if you ever want to put this, you know, set of notes together as a book, I'll help you edit it." Which she actually did, my friend Joan. And uh, this is a lady who had been to a lot of these conferences and never knew her before that point, but she believed in me, and actually we did edit it together. And finally, in 2002, I believe it was, it came out pretty much in the format that it is. And the famous uh, Irish artist, Jim Fitzpatrick, 
who allowed me to use the cover, which is absolutely blown away. Because here's the thing about Atlantis. He's the guy who got me into it back in 1980. Yeah, can you believe that? 1979, I think his book came out. It was a book on the on the Celts. I mentioned it a lot. It's yeah. about the history of Ireland. And he yeah. was world famous. He's the guy. He's the guy who did all the Thin Lizzy covers, you know, for the band Thin yes. Lizzy and many other bands. Yeah. He's a world famous artist at that time. Wow. And uh, but he was a real genuine guy, right? So yeah. I start using that art cover, and he gave me permission. And it was actually when I was a school kid. Back in 1979, when his books came out, these two beautiful illustrated books on Irish mythology, and uh, for people who want to know what they are, the one's called The Book of Conquests. This is by Jim Fitzpatrick. And the second one was The Silver Arm, right, by Jim Fitzpatrick. People can actually look those up and get them. Anyway, I read those both books and was fast. That's, that's how I got initiated into, you know, the ancient history, the prehistory of my own country. So what a, what a great coup it was to be able to take his art and use it on my book years later with his permission. I mean, I yeah. was absolutely over the moon, you know. Wow. Isn't it amazing how I, things come together? Yeah. I just... That is one of the most important, because I thought he's going to look at this and go, oh, oh, no, that's got nothing to do with anything I'm into. So, hey, lad, you know, I know you mean well and everything, but you're not using my artwork. And I found out later that he charges like 35,000 quid or something like that, you know, to, to use his art for other people, like a book cover. Now, what is 35,000 quid? Uh, it's a lot of money. Oh. Pounds, right? Oh, pound. Well, what's, I don't know what a pound is. Well, I know what a yeah. pound is, but I well, know imagine a dollar, dollar right? Is it like thousands of dollars? Yeah, that would be oh. like $60,000. Really? Ooh, wow. No, in lot. those days, now it's a bit different, oh, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But see, Jeez. other artists, other writers, right? There's a, there's a woman in Wales called Morgan Llewellyn. People should look her up. She's a great fiction writer. Oh, yeah. She yeah. she got some Jim Fitzpatrick art on her cover, and you know, and they paid $100,000 for it, this kind of caper, you know? And he yeah. lets me have mine for free. I mean... What wow. is going on here, right? Well, so I thought I, think I just couldn't believe it. I think you're supposed to be doing what you're doing. That's what I think. Right. Yeah. yeah. But then what? But then wow. he he had publicly said, not to me, but he had publicly said that when he was a kid, right? This would have been back in the 50s and 60s. In Ireland, he used to have visions, actual visions of the little people and the fairy people walking the streets. Wow. I. So I think that when he saw my work, he saw it as being on the right track. Ah. Uh. You know, well, so other differences. Yeah, so other differences we would have had. He he put those aside. You know, like political beliefs or whatever. He just said, no, no, it doesn't matter about any of that. You know, this man, I'm going to let him use my. Yeah. And, and subsequently to that, he let me use time and time again down the line, right up till this year, I've been able to use some of his artwork. You know, free. So a big, big thank you to him for that oh, because he yeah. didn't need to do that. Wow, he, that's he, you know, cool. He didn't need to do that. This no, is a man but... commissioned by governments. To do murals and books and yeah, but, album covers. But that's how and, he's man, giving back, too. I just, I'm so grateful for it. Yeah. So that was a big thrill for me, right? And then, of course, then you have the content of the book. And that was built over many, many years. And, it, yeah, people can check it out on michaeldesign.com or just email me. I'll, I'll, you know, there's a there's a web page there on Atlantis. And it has a quote from Lawrence Gardner, who's also sadly passed away, you know, a, yeah. about it. And I, I have my own slant on it. It's not quite the same as others, but... You know, but it it gives an alternative view of well, Atlantis, and that's what yeah. it's all about. You got to have different views to look at things to make up your own mind about stuff. Yeah, you know? I believe that very strongly. Yeah, and my work my work is all built out of the error of other people's work. I look at where they're lacking something. You mm -hmm. know, the great. I'm not taking anything away from them. I'm saying they're all great writers and all these people, but I look for something that they may have missed yeah. and then track that down. I think and it's that, cool. And, 
Yeah, my work's built out of that. I don't think anybody that goes to your website and checks out your works is going to be disappointed. I, oh, I really don't. Not. I think it's fascinating, and it's way, way too much that you know that we can get on one show. But I mean, go you and know, check it out because it'll be worth your time. You could probably take Michael's works uh, just on just on symbolism and fill twenty shows. Oh my easy gosh, yes! And talk about it. And, yeah, and it's fascinating. Play stuff. the content. I mean. it's I'm telling you, people if, that are listening out there, if you ever want to know th- some things and look at things, not just on the, the two topics we just talked about, but on topics that are uh, of any type of a thing, go to michaeltessarian.com. Look at some of his things. Michael, can I ask and, something? Yeah. Michael. you Go ahead. Go remember ahead. Yeah. you said uh, the symbol itself, there's nothing good or bad about a symbol itself, but how do you, how did you relate the Pentagon symbol to, or the pen, pentagram symbol to the Pentagon. I remember something about that. And Dodge. Yeah, Dodge Chrysler. How did you? Well, I it's mean, on the American flag. It's on the flags of the world. So it, it, there's a couple of ways of looking at it, right? Uh, whenever in the occult societies, when you use the pentagram, it's like using an apostrophe in syntax or language, right? Uh, but but this time it's an apostrophe, like an exclamation mark, to say occult. Oh, now the average person doesn't know that. Right. So when you see it on a video, even on a building, obviously not all the time. Right. Nine times out of ten, though, it's being used deliberately. And especially by these ad men that I'm saying about they know what it means. Right. It has numerous. It's actually a female symbol, number one. But on a deeper level, it rules the order of the universe, like the phi ratio, this kind of thing, sacred geometry. So when they put a pentagram on something, it is. I would want to say this. It's like stimulating a part of your subconscious mind that's interested in mystery, that's interested in truth, that's interested in, you know, the order of the universe. So in one way, you can object to the fact that it's so casually used on products and whatever, you know, but you can't stop it. It's just, my, my, my message to people is just to know oh. what it means, and then you're sort of protected against yeah. it. If you are clueless about how light is being used in, say, videos, rock videos, or even, even billboards, for goodness sake, you know, we're surrounded by it all. I just prefer people to know that when they see the symbol of the pyramid or they see the symbol of the sun or the pentagram, like you're saying, or even the dove, like you see it uh-huh. on the Visa credit cards, uh-huh. you know, you're aware of what it means, both good yeah. and bad. So and then that, that will protect you then. And that's a good place to leave it. So now then go to his website and find out about what the dove and the pyramid and the pentagram all means. <laughs> and I'm sitting here looking at my cards, <laughs> my credit cards. Because and... we're almost out, out of time and we still got to um, do a couple of things. So yes. doggone it. Michael, oh. I wish we could spend hours with you, but oh. you'd probably get tired of us. Yeah. <laughs> Never. But listen, we are at that time where we've got to stop talking. Yeah, because yeah. we haven't done a very important segment. But let's talk. Okay. Let's <laughs> let's say one more time, michaeltessarian.com. Yes. It's T-S-A-R-I-O-N. And go and check out his stuff. It yes. Is, it's mind-blowing. And it Michael, really I wish you well in all of oh. the work that you do. And I, I hope you're very successful going forward. I think and, you will be. Good in health. Yes. And thank I you. I appreciate it, guys. And, and thank you for being our friend. Oh, and vice versa. <laughs> Some of the best times and memories I have is with you guys because oh. you really do walk your talk and you are supportive. And there's not many people like that out there that uh-huh. you know that, that are that way. So well, thank you so great, much. Great, great thanks. But thank for your you for supporting me in the past. Thank you for All everything right. you've done and everything you're going to do. Thank you, and okay. we hope to talk again soon. Yeah. Okay, you have a great weekend. All right. And a All great best. week. Okay. okay. Well, thank you so much. Take care. Cheers.
Bye-bye. Wow, what an amazing guy. The Knowledge Bank is just incredible. It's michaeltessarian.com. You, you guys go and, and check it out. Um, we have skipped something. We got like a minute left. <laughs> Quick, joke of the week. Hang on. It's time for... It's Sharon's Joke of the Week. I'm going to do some... I'm going to tell all my jokes... Um, telepathically today, so if you really think of something funny, it's probably me. All right. Oh, my <laughs> God. Okay. All right. Real quick, Eric, this is not a stump Eric week. This oh. is something to talk so about. So, wait, was that was the joke? Yeah, that was it. Oh. Yeah. You want the other one? <laughs> well, yeah, give us okay. another one. Well, it's been a really weird day today, you know. First, I find this, this hat full of money, and then I have this strange man with a guitar chasing me down the street. I, I don't understand. <laughs> uh, yeah that's, that's one angry bus that, that's a drum roll yeah we talk about mm-hmm. metaphysical and paranormal on this station and especially on our show but let's talk about when people die their life not their last words but usually their last words they all see something they connect with the other side okay and so here's some of their last words. Like that you guys sh- do if you're talking to the other side of it. That's yes, right. that's right. Good and job. Tying it all together here. <laughs> and these are some of their words as what they're seeing. Uh-huh. Um, here's one. Take a step forward, lads. It'll be easier that way. Okay. Another one said, Merlicht. It's German for more light. Hmm. And another one was, oh, wow, Stephen. Uh, what's his Not Stephen. Um, the Apple guy. Yeah, what's his name? Yeah, he said, "Oh wow, oh Steve wow, Jobs? oh wow, Steve yes, Jobs." Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was. What was he looking at? He was seeing the iPhone ten. Yeah, could be. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I'm gonna miss it. Here, here's, here's another one from his Levitate app. Yeah, <laughs> here's another one that says they couldn't hit an elephant at this distance. What distance? He's I don't away know. from somebody. He's looking at something. Another one's I'm losing it, and then another one says, "Relax, this won't hurt." Oh wow. There's nothing, only love love one another. Okay, so what was he seeing? Another one says, a certain butterfly is already on the wing. Oh, that's cool. And, and here's, you're right, Mama, Mama, Mama. A lot of people call for Mama. Yes, my father did that. Yeah. It's time, I love my you all. My dad did too. He said, it's time, I love you all. Oh. Now, what was he looking at? Those, those, those that were there to greet him? Probably. And here's, why should I talk to you? Another one says, I've just been talking to your boss. He said that to a priest. Oh, talking to your <laughs> boss. I love it. Another one's Bo Diddley died giving a thumbs up as he listened to the song, Walk Around Heaven. His last words was, wow. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I got chills on that one. So, okay. And wow. Joan Crawford, in all her normal glory, said, and I, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, says, damn you to hell, don't wish me good, good speed to God. And so it's well, like, she was angry to the end. To the end. Wow. Hey, listen, we got to do one thing real quick. What? Ginger's oh. Pet Rescue this week in. Oh, where, where is, is it? it? Oh, at? It's called Just for Dogs on 513 Westlake Avenue North. All right. Saturday and Sunday, 11 to 4. And check out the Poodle Dog if you ever pass by it in Fife, right off of I 5. Yep. This is the Psychic Spectrum Radio Show. Listen. On KKNW 1150 AM. That's right. com. You guys have a good week. We'll see you next week. Yes, and as we always say, what a wonderful world. Love you, Daddy.